Who is it? Hey guys, the Strong Boys 19 here, and you are listening to Claim the Throne Bloodcast. Yeah. You're listening to the Claim the Throne Bloodcast, coming on you with insights into what it's really like to be in a do-it-yourself metal band in 2016. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Welcome back to the Claim the Throne Bloodcast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. It's always great fun, and it's been a long fucking time since we've had a guest podcaster with us slash interview. Uh, so I am Cabba, I'm with Ash, and we're also with Ryan Smith, a.k.a. Smitty, a.k.a. the guy that we talk about every episode. How are you going today, Blow? Yeah, pretty fucking good. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Man, my pleasure. Really so is. much awesome shit to talk about. Uh, Smitty is the guy that if you want to know what good metal to listen to, he is, is who you ask. So you're going to find all sorts of um, nuggets of good shit on the next uh, half hour or hour or 10 hours, whatever. I'm awesome. banking on 10. 10, hours. 10 yeah. should be right. <laughs> as long as Ash's crap gear doesn't blow out. We're on your then. laptop, mate, so... Uh, all together too, which is good. It's been a lot of Skype lately. Yeah, heaps of Skype. Where are your glasses? Oh, I don't need them because I'm not looking at a computer for a change. But you can put them on if you want. Can't see them. All right, Smitty. So let's cut the crap. Um, <laughs> when it comes to thrash metal, why does everyone wear white shoes? Can you tell us about where that comes from and why? <laughs> Mate, that should have been a trivia question because that would have stumped me. <laughs> I, um, I I honestly don't know. Um it's, it looks cool as shit, though. Mm. You wear a pair of, like, skinny black jeans, and if you ain't got white shoes on, what the fuck are you doing trying to be a thrasher? Is there a type of shoe that needs to be, like, a sporty sort of high Nike top. Air or something? High, high top. Is that what Discerny wears? Yeah. Yeah. A- a- any cool. of the white high tops. I mean, just white shoes in general, but, yeah, the, the sporting kind of ones is yeah. what you want. And it has to be with long pants or not necessarily? If you wear high tops with shorts, it just looks stupid from a fashion mm. sense, but, I mean... Um, Unless you're in anthrax, of course. Yeah, yeah. Did but they I mean, originate it? No, Anthrax weren't. Anthrax had that whole like street thing. Like they, they, they were the ones that made the board short thing cool. Like the rest of the guys were wearing tight black jeans. Mm. But um, but yeah, I, I think long, long, it looks better with long pants, especially if you've got short legs like me. Like, you, you wear shorts <laughs> and eye tops, and you're just making yourself look tiny. So <laughs> tiny Pinder, fuck yeah, <laughs> tiny Minder. Yeah, but you see pictures of Kirk Hammett and stuff in the eighties with, you know, snapback here and there, and a yeah. fucking set of high tops on him. Yeah, I, th- I think they were just, they were popular shoes at the time. Is like you know that sort of Nike, you know Nike high top sort of thing, Reeboks, etc. So I don't know, they're just the fashion at the time and synonymous with eighties, therefore thrash. So is that expected? If you go to a gig and there's a few um, top class thrash bands, you, you sort of expect the apparel to be in line with that sort of thing, or it doesn't really matter. To me, it, it does a little bit because it comes down to like stagecraft and presentation. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that they they got to look the part. I mean, it doesn't have to be a complete. You know, not every dude has to be rocking a battle jacket and a fucking mop of hair and a, a snapback suicidal tendencies hat and <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't have to be completely cliche, but at least you know, put a bit of effort in. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, fair enough. And on a scale of one to ten, uh, ten being a lot, how much do you miss Modest Vivendi? Eleven. <laughs> um, 11 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, man. Or 11-8 timing. Which yeah, one way. is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the band had a lot of potential. And it's a shame they didn't uh, they didn't sort of go the distance. But, um, you know. They went the speed, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a point. Are they, would you say, the, your favourite Perth metal band ever? Or tell us a bit about um, who is the best. I don't know, man. Not including Scourge. Yeah, obviously my own band, yeah. <laughs> 
I think it, oh, it, it changes, man. Like, when I first got into the scene, like, I, I thought Syzygy were fucking awesome because mm-hmm. it was like Dream Theater without vocals. And if you've heard James Perfect. sing, especially recently, that's a blessing. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, you know, Mind's Eye back in the day were really, really good. Choke, you know, as much as, you know, Dyson's Dyson and that. But like, you know, Choke were, were a lot of fun. Uh, full scale deflection, really fucking good. That front man. Have you heard the new Super Heist? <laughs> um, no, I believe he's the front man though. He is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really, like Ezekiel's stuff, like post full scale deflection hasn't done a lot for, like I didn't think Mammal was much chop and I think he gets a bit mouthy these days on a lot of rhetoric between yeah. songs. So yeah, I haven't really followed him recently, but um, full scale deflection were a force to be reckoned with back in the day. That's for sure. Grove mm. in the back room. Grove in the back room. Yes. Rest in peace. Did you go, you know, actually walk past there? Not every day, but I switch up my the ways I go home and I go past the Grosvenor probably three times a week. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> Taipan room as well. Mm. It's a shame. The Taipan room. Jesus. <laughs> probably the stickiest floor I think I've ever been in. Mm. Taipan room. That thing was fucking filth. Yeah, Stickier you'd ruin your white thrash shoes <laughs> if you went there. Well, yeah. I mean, or you need to give them a good scrub. <laughs> like... I think that's a, that's an important thing too, which which wasn't mentioned before though. You, you need to you need to maintain the shoes. Well, you can't just. Like, I was saying to Descani the other week when I saw him with brand new white as fuck shoes. Um, that yeah, in high school, if anyone ever got new sports shoes or whatever, and they're christened, shiny like Asics ones, yeah, they have to get christened. No, yeah. and everyone sort of stacks on and get your muddy shoes and rub them all over the person's new shoes. So. Next time I see white thrash shoes at a gig, oh. I think it's gonna be mud them up. Nah, don't don't do that, man. <laughs> that's it, that that's like on par with like when when dudes come up to you and like chink your beers. Oh, okay. You know, like you got the bottle of beer and they like oh, and top, it's gone. Yeah, and then it makes it all fizzy. Like it's just one of those. Just one of those things you just shouldn't do. It's it's, Bit of just, it's just a <laughs> just a jerk move. <laughs> but hey, feel free, man. Did you go to Cog recently? I did. You did. See, I didn't know that, or did I? I don't know. Don't I, know. I, I was I was fapping over it pretty hard. So good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like they never left. Uh, I agree. I went. Yeah. yeah, and it was a who's who of Perth metal history. There. Yeah, a lot a lot of people I hadn't seen for for a long time. Um, yeah. Did you go just rock up or did you go with someone? Uh just myself and uh, Mr. Mark Boyne. Oh yeah, of Vespers oh, and Voyager fame. Cincinnati for those uh, <laughs> old schoolers playing at home. <laughs> right squad for those undergrounders. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I didn't, didn't want to uh, plug my own shit, but yeah. Um, mm, yeah, so myself and Boyne went and um, yeah, really, really good. Oh, it was a fantastic show. That was cool. It was really funny because we got there just as they started playing. So we're trying to look through metros, you know, going upstairs and everything. And it's like, oh, there's kind of a spot in there. There's members of Headshot, members of Headfield Attraction. Not that that would stop us from standing there, but you could, literally couldn't see. So then you'd move around to the corner, bump into someone you haven't seen in five years. Cool. Move on. <laughs> oh, I know this great spot. It's over on there on a ledge. You walk up there and you're just standing right next to someone that you fucking used to play gigs with all the time. Mm. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Cabin didn't like go. A great night. I didn't, I didn't go, but I do like Cog. I would yeah. like to go, but it just didn't happen. I don't think I've been to a show in recent memory, or at least not in Australia, um, where the crowd was singing along. Mm. Like, and it wasn't just to the catchy part where the crowd sings. It was like every single word of every single song. Like, the boys could have easily just stood back and not even sung. Because, mm. like, the crowd was just on it. And like it, Blind it, Guardian in Germany. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was that kind of... <laughs> Blind a, Guardian. It, 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 it did sort of... It felt like a European show where, like, they really interact, you well, know? I mean, that sort of music was pretty massive for a few years there. Um, 
all through Australia with your cogs and carnivals and heavyweight and grants and etc. effect. And yeah. and mm. you would go to those gigs and everyone would know all the words and it was pretty pretty awesome sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I do like that you you are obviously appreciative of every type of thing from thrash to uh, death to cog. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, I got no follow up question to that statement. <laughs> yeah, 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 because that that felt like you were like heading somewhere. Mm. I was thought that I'm, it may have come, but it didn't. No, it didn't. Didn't. Maybe, maybe take another sip of this fine beer that we're currently enjoying. Definitely will. Mm. You know, um, are you from New South Wales? Mm. Originally, yes. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. consider myself from there. I mean, I was born there, but I'm a WA boy, mate. New South Welshman mm. of old. Yeah. I moved here when I was like 12, 13. Do you ever go back there and check out the scene? I haven't had that much opportunity. Um, normally when I'm there, I'm, I'm there um, to see like um, grandparents and stuff. And they're like about three hours north of, of sydney where's that at uh shoal bay little, okay little um yeah it's like a retire it's like beaches and like retirees and that sort of thing um so a lot of the time i don't get it either that or work training you know so i don't i don't get a lot of time there unfortunately to check out the, the scene which is a mm. shame um i don't know that the is the sydney scene that's right like melbourne's obviously got a good you know live and local sort of scene i, I don't know about sydney because like the lack of venues and, and stuff yeah, oh, I don't know. It's pretty rough, but I mean, we go there under the metal banner yeah. a lot, so it'll be good to spend some time there and just check out the, because you know, back in the day where it was like the alt rock slash metal scene would cross with the heavy black death scene, and that you'd have crossover gigs, mm. and you'd see, you know, sub truck and stuff playing with, well, maybe not with pathogen, pathogen a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah or- but, you know, it's pyramesh maybe in yeah. Subtruck and yeah. things that you wouldn't ever see these days. Mm. And I imagine it's the same in Sydney. Like maybe there's this whole slew of venues. Like in Perth, we have these, um, you know, like the Boston and shit and they do all different nights. I, I really found with hardcore and stuff that it started to just fully break away a real definite split between the genres. Mm. Mm. And maybe that's the case in Sydney and, you know, there's a particular alternative genre that's like super strong. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess in our experience, the the turnouts always seem to be bigger in Melbourne, um, and I, I, you know, that's probably irrelevant of how many fans we may have in each of those cities, because you generally, uh, it's based around the the local lineups that you get anyway. Um, and there's a lot of awesome bands in Sydney, but I think as far as the the turnouts and the the scene and stuff goes, Melbourne seems to be pretty pretty on the ball yeah there's good sydney bands but yeah the, yeah like I, I don't hear that many reports of like you know i don't know that the, the venues i know good like i mean it was some years ago but i remember going over there for um destruct you know watching destruction you know german thrash legends and we watched them in a fucking basement with can like, you say those three words again what german <laughs> german thrash legend yeah that, that was good yeah um but you know and, and we watched them in a, a fucking basement with like 40 people Really? Yeah, it wow. was pathetic. Well, I mean, the, the gig was good. It was cool mm. and like destruction. You know that that could have been playing to forty thousand. Like that, there was no attitude about. It. Like that, they 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 did their mm. their job. But I remember thinking like this shit. They should have at least pulled one hundred and fifty. Like and yeah. and the venue was it was a piece of shit. You mm. know. But that and then talking to the people at the time, like oh that's that that's Sydney, bro. Like that's just how it was. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's like out west, maybe the western suburbs. You know, they used to run that. Um, well, we did the was one. It, was it Bloodlust Festival or something? It was called. Cool yeah. You know that that was out in out in Blacktown. So maybe it's stronger there. They're a bit more bogan. We've done Bald Face Stag a few times, which seems to be the go-to at the moment for local shows there. And um, you know, and, and while it's cool, it's a pretty big-sized venue. So if there's not a really packed uh, crowd, it it doesn't look 
it, well, it looks like a, a failure, even if it's not, I guess. But um, but we did the under the Southern Cross Festival there, which happens every year and always has a really strong lineup. And we did it with Bellacore that year, and it was pretty good. But it might have only been even if it was a hundred payers. Um, it was yeah, it was a pretty strong lineup. So if that had have happened, yeah, with Perth, it would have been a good three hundred probably. For Chainsaw Charlie and the Chocolate Cha Cha <laughs> Factory, Sin for Me, <laughs> some really yeah, good bands on that lineup. Yeah, quality. <laughs> Those lineups come but once a lifetime. Oh, so <sighs> Rhino Ted. There's a few things I wanted to grill Smitty about while we got him here. I guess yeah. so. While we're talking about um Aussie metal and local scenes and all that sure. shit. Um, I mean, I, I met you probably first in the back when Perth was lucky enough to have all ages gigs mm. and you would see, um, people like Dicey Dyson on stage for choke and, um, and Syzygy and, and stuff like that, that you mentioned. Um, so you've seen a lot of bands come and go over the years. I guess you get the bands that sort of make a big splash for a year or something and, um, and then they, they die out and then you get your bands that last for 10 years and never really do anything or uh you know there's a variety of sort of stuff out there so you've seen probably a billion gigs in your time so if you have any thoughts on like what um what makes a good live band locally what makes them succeed i guess and uh what do you like seeing when you go to a gig <laughs> okay big question man uh three questions yeah there's, there's, you know there's what a i'm lot, asking man. Tell us about your local gig experience. Oh, look. What I do you want to see? What do I want to see? Um, I mean, I mean, the performance has to be tight. The musician, the musicianship has to be decent. You know, like you have to be at a decent level, but it's not. You don't have to be the best in the world. Um, I think you just need to deliver on stage. You need to deliver that energy. You know, and if you're if you're giving the, the crowd have a small or larger might be energy, they're going to give it back to you, and you're going to get that cycle. And you, you know, it's it's that energy sort of thing. And it's yeah, it's more the intent. You know, like if. if I've seen a few bands that are the sloppies all shit, but like they bloody, you know, they're, they're giving it one hundred and ten percent. And so you're talking you, about us, it's infectious. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were right. talking about hidden intent, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like honestly, I think that that's what it comes down to. You know, stage presence. You know, and that doesn't happen overnight. It's something that needs to be built. You know, and, and you need to learn it over time. But um, yeah, I guess that's that's all I want to see. You know, I mean, if the band's tight as and awesome, it's it's that's that's icing on the top. But um. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, just just an intention to go out there and fucking kick ass. And like, want to, especially if you're not headlining, turn around to the band that followed you and just go, follow that. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Mm. Yeah. No, but no, that's... But that's, that's what they all should have in their mindset is yeah. that like, I want to like make the next band coming up like after us going like, fuck, we got to follow... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah easy, easy. It's, it's, it's not hard. It's not rocket science. Mm. I mean, in terms of what makes them successful and that's a... I can roll the dice, really. You know what I mean? I mean, there's... Oh, what is successful, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that defined success, but also, you know, like, what, what, there's, there's a right place, right time. Obviously, the social media thing comes into it and other promotions. You know, like, there's, there's a whole... There's plenty of bands that should have been bigger than they were and for one reason or another just didn't didn't get there. And then there's plenty of bands that I don't know how they got to where they... Because they honestly... You're talking about us? Yeah, you are on the claim and throne blodge Oh Yeah, I, I know. It, it seems like... I'm, no, I'm honestly not talking to you guys. Um, <laughs> what about that, um, like putting putting albums out and I'm stuff like that? drink um, this and then we'll drink this so, after. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Sorry, we're uh, just digging into the drinks here. Don't mind us. Hope you guys are too. Um, bands that... I don't know if... So if you go to a local gig, you want to see a bit, of, bit at the merch stand is where I'm getting at. And, um, you know, if you see a band that's around for a long time and not releasing a lot of stuff, you're sort of like, what the fuck? Or... Um, you know, is it nice seeing local bands sort of pump out album after album and 
you know, you might look at like the Fuhrer or Enforce or any bands that have sort of a bit of history when you go can, to a gig. Can I redirect the question? Please help me. You said something interesting to me the other night, Friday. Mm. Surprised you remember, mate. But yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Where you, you were saying how you want to go to band practice and kick out some new stuff. Yeah. And I think is that like somewhere you might be getting at that like, that's part of the thing that makes a band exciting is when they kick out new tracks because you can tell not only that for the audience it's good, but the band themselves is like pushing to mm. do something. Being a local fan, you get to be the first person in the world to see their new songs live, I guess, and you get to see them build mm. up. Uh, and and there's a, time. I think there's a different energy, especially if it's a band that perhaps has been sort of, you know, shilling the same set for, for quite a while and that new, they're like, oh, here's a new one. And you can see, like, in but just the interplay between the bands are looking at each other. Like, they're, they're loving it, like, because mm. it is something new for them as well. Because, you know, so, like, how many times have you, you guys played Set Sail on Ale? No shit. Like, like you know, like, <laughs> oh, great, great fucking song. Don't get me wrong, man. I love it. And it gets my fist pumping. But I'm sure there's times where you're just like, yeah, you know, it's just going through the motions. But, like, the new track, it's like, it's got that energy about it. So, yeah. And it's the same in the jam room. I think, you know, like, you get complacent. Like, you got to rehearse your set, but. You know, it's, it, mm. it's it's only the the new songs that get your dick hard. So, <laughs> do because uh, and the conversation we we're referring to is Nine Foot Super Soldier. Yeah, when you know, Paolo Caltrail, that's <laughs> yeah. Paul Shout out to Paulie too. He's, he's doing it tough. Someone's busted his nose. Smitty beat your Paulie. Oh, really? Yeah. In really? in the name of punk or what? Ah, uh, he was playing a show, uh, and uh, the, the, he doesn't really know what happened because it was some bastard just blindsided him. But um, wow, while he, he was playing? Ah, uh, no, not while he was playing. Afterwards, not too long afterwards. Ah, uh. so they reckon it was some dude that was flipping him off. Like he was like, <laughs> "Fuck Perth, fuck, fuck, cursed Earth." Rah, rah, rah. This was in Perth. Ah, uh, no, this was in Adelaide. Oh, no, yeah. oh, well, okay. More like Adelaide, but um. <laughs> So, Paulie's return serve and just going, well, fuck you. Fuck Adelaide, you dickhead. I reckon it was that guy because he was seen leaving shortly after. But all Paulie remembers, he was sitting there watching the band and next minute he's, he's out the front bleeding. Shit. Uh, no broke way. his nose in two places. Got a bit of a split on his nose and a bit of bruising around the eyes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's all right. And he's and then luckily, they, the, it must have been a good break because his nose doesn't look all like skew-if now. Like, it's, mm. it's okay. But, um, yeah, so shout out to Paulie. Mm. Fuck, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. And, 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 and it makes me feel really bad, too, because, like, now like, I'm going to rub it in that I'm doing this podcast mm. before him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually feel that's... bad about rubbing in because he's, you know, oh. he's doing it tough. And he'll come back to the town with the windows down. He'll be he'll be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like the nine-foot thing. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he is in an active touring band. So, for you on the other end of that, like... When you go to jam, are you going to jam because you're going to go and play a gig or are you going to jam to brush the cobwebs off the set? Um, or like, how do you approach it? M- mostly this year, it's just been jamming as an excuse to get together, I think, more than anything, you know. Um, also, a great reason. Which, which is cool. And, you know, um, both both Drew and Paulie are awesome dudes and I love hanging out with them. Um, yeah. So that's been pretty much the reason. I mean, we have been pre-proing tracks and we are trying to get something together. But again, Cursed Earth takes priority fair enough mm. they're an actual band that wants to do actual things as opposed to you know the banter driven joke of a band that nine foot is <laughs> um but yeah so that that's that's where the jams have been but yeah like i mean we might jam two or three times before a show when, when we play them on the rare occasion yeah um, but that's about it we don't want to be too rehearsed with it and we and like like this podcast where you don't talk you know like you, tr- you try to keep the banter fresh 
it's the same for that. We don't talk too much about what we're going to say or do beforehand. You try to make get that spontaneity into the set. Yeah, I think it makes a big difference watching you guys and like you're making each other laugh. Yeah, a really gay thing to say, but yeah, you know, you see it, you see it from the crowd. Yeah, and. The only reason I'm in Claim the Throne is to watch Jim and Cabba try and make each other laugh. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I would have quit many moons ago yeah. with my windows down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and if, you, if, if you're not having fun, if you're not laughing, like, what the hell are you doing? Because, like, I mean, metal, it's inherently stupid. It's so dumb. But, like, it's awesome at the same time. So, like, why not have fun with it? Like, if it's not enjoyable, stop fucking doing it, man. Mm. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, interesting, eh? Is it? You sound fucking riveted, mate. What? Oh, sorry, I'm a bit maggot. But uh, look, let's um, cut the crap. Fucking cut the crap here. <laughs> uh, you should have a sound effect for that. Once every year, there's like a, um, <laughs> like a chop or something. You know, there's a special moment in time comes December sort of time where uh, where Smitty from Perth releases his top ten albums of the year every year. It's always great, and I always get excited to talk about it. Um, uh huh. So, uh, you know, it's something I look forward to. And then it gets to December and I go, shit, there's 12 months. I could have been listening to all this music. Mm. So the question would be, how do you find out about new music in this day and age? Are you a, uh, a streaming dude or do you just, uh, is there any forums or anything that you follow? How do you keep up to date with all the latest shit? Yeah. Well, in this day and age, I, I guess the, the streaming services are huge, you know, between, um, I don't know, subscribing to a bunch of different um, record labels and, and whatnot on YouTube. And then, you know, you've got, uh, you know, has the recommended section. And then Spotify has been a recent thing that I've, I've been doing. I, I sort of haven't been across Spotify for, I've had it, but I haven't really used it. But I have, I've been utilizing it lately. Um, and just make recommendations, you know. I'll, I'll get messages from bloody the likes of, you know, PDS or someone like that. He's like, oh, have you heard this power metal band? And then I'll send one back to him and it's, you know, it'll, or at a gig, you're talking to people. Oh, have you heard this? You know, I think you'd like it. So it's it's, it's mostly suggestions uh, through good mates, and uh, and yeah, just like your online um, things, like your, your Spotify's and that, that that suggest artists to you, or like those playlists where it will just randomly generate and just yeah. Does that work for you, the algorithm, whatever? Because Cabba Crap's on about that. It's really good on Spotify. Yeah, um, so I, I, like I, said, I haven't been doing Spotify for that long, but so far I've I found a few things, like nothing that I'm like really excited about, but a few bands, well, that, that was pretty mm. good. That was on the money. It wasn't something that I didn't think, why the hell did that suggest that to me? Um, yeah. On your homepage, actually, the other day I got a thing where well, they always have suggested playlists where that they discover out what you discover want. Discover weekly thing? Just, yeah, there's yeah. that, which is really cool. New releases that it thinks you will like. And yep. But, um, yeah, the one I didn't know about that I got the other day was uh, your most listened tracks from 2016. Okay. So I can just shuffle that and hear all of the songs I've been listening to oh, all year. Shit, that's hmm. cool. Which is really cool because it reminds me of stuff I've been that I've that I've enjoyed. And, I mean, I'd go to write a top ten and I would, I don't know, I would go through what i think was probably cool that i would have probably liked but this reminds me what i actually listened to the most mm. um, for whatever reason but i, I think it's, it's it's really cool yeah knows a lot about you which is also scary but yeah well and, and something i noticed that um you know that maybe people that don't do that or other people that uh do your uh sort of uh those lists is that it's weighted towards the second half of the year because you're only remembering stuff from the last mm. two or three months you know as opposed to um, you know, stuff you might have listened to in January, February. I mean, I don't know about you. Like, I consume a shitload of music. Uh, you know what I mean? If you look back, I look back on everything that I listened to in 2016. It was like, that's a lot. Mm. Like, you know, like scrolling through your iTunes and just look, you know, order it by year. Yeah. And just, you look at that 2016 block and you're like, far out, man. That's the, 
That was a lot. When do you listen to music? At home? On the road? Uh, well, part of my job, I'm a sales rep, so I am out on the road a lot, so that, that helps. white shoes? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, in the, so in the car a lot, uh, at the gym, you know, because you know, I'm not going to listen to that shit that they pump over the bloody yeah. PA there, some horrible dance music or some shit. That doesn't inspire me to lift. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so like, and I'll, I have like a similar, I guess, to it, to what Spotify does in that, like that year thing. Like I'll have a little playlist of stuff from the last three or four months, just sort of so, forever sort of cycling through. Uh, but yeah, mostly at work because um, I'm on the road and uh, and at the gym, I guess, the two main places I listen to music. Do you buy CDs still? Occasionally. Nowhere near what I used to. Like I've got a pretty hectic collection, but that was, you know, a lot of that was you know, 10 years yeah. ago when, you know, CDs Fear were... Factory's entire discography. Um, <laughs> most of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I still buy the occasional CD. Like, there's something I've, I've, like, I'll buy digital stuff though. I've got, you know, I don't download mm. illegally too Maybe much. Maybe like some pre-orders or something if there's things you particularly look looking yeah, forward to. Like yeah, like the, the latest Iron Reagan I, I pre-ordered, um, because it was like a shirt and cassette bundle and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, cassette. That, yeah, I mean they'll, they'll give they'll normally give you like the digital as well with it. Like like yeah, when you buy vinyl I do these like days that, that, do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've done that. You you've ordered like a CD or something, and you get a free download with it, and you will actually make use of the the download. Um, mostly with the vinyls. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I will because how else are you going to get it onto your portable device, like, yeah. device without? Well, you'd need something like an Apogee. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go in the play. No, but like, yeah. So I've definitely utilized that, um, the download codes and, and stuff that come with the vinyls. Um, so yeah. Um, so I still buy CDs on occasion. Um, I bought, uh, last time I went to um, JB's, I bought the latest Testament which I think everyone seems people to think was, about it a lot. People yeah. were raving about it, yeah. it actually. I, I, I don't mind. I bought that, the Isan, because I, I wanted an actual copy of Arctis and yeah. um, a few other bits and pieces. So, yeah, I still buy CDs, but nowhere near on the, you know, it used to be like every couple of weeks I'd be mm. at a CD store, you know, buying mm. two or three, maybe more. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not a completely dead medium, but geez, it's getting there. Well, now's probably the time to talk about the new Isan album. Why did it make you a number one for the year? Why did it make, um... It's it's awesome. Have you heard it? Um, nah, it's just it's just really. <laughs> <laughs> I've given it one playthrough since uh, the Smitty's top albums of the year came out. Yeah, it's just it's really diverse. Um, you know, he's. I, I, it's funny. I'm not the biggest Emperor fan, um, but I like Isan Solo stuff. Like from the Adversary onwards. Like um, the last couple prior to this sort of lost me. I didn't quite get it. It was maybe touched to Avant Garde, but um, this latest one just. I don't know. It's you, you mean the the band from Perth Avant Garde. Ah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just a whole range of influences on that, and it doesn't sound disjointed. Like as crazy as that album is, and as many different genres and riffs and ideas that he's pulled together, it still flows like an album, and it shouldn't. Like it's insane. Like how much is going on in there? I know it's just grandiose and epic, and yeah, it's just fucking good, man. And yeah, I just found like when I was. I mean, I agonised over that top ten for the better part of Saturday morning, and uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I know people are hanging on, like they, oh, they, man, they rely on me. I'm mate. already counting down the days till next year. Yeah, that's right. Well, can I count down the sprays live because I haven't seen the top ten? Was it facey post? Uh, it was a facey post. Yeah. Oh, fuck. 
See the the joys of not having Facey. One thing that I say, hate yeah. is that Western Front is not a, no longer existing. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be something that you'd wait for, and every, you know you're, you're yeah. announcing your top ten albums as soon as that post comes out, as soon as that thread is there. Yeah, yeah. everyone and, jumps and, on and, and posts it. Everyone starts doing now it. Now yeah. it's just whenever you're ready, you chuck it on your Facebook. Unless yeah. you go on Headbangers Group with Chris Rankin. No, I'm not on. I I avoid a lot of the um the Facebook groups. Because I just feel like they're like a poor man's forum. I guess coming from mm. the era of like yeah. your web forum, that I I just feel I, I just don't. It's like a lesser version of it, and mm. I'm like I just I'm, you don't have to make an effort to be a part of it. Yeah, you hit like it's there, and I you suppose you could, you could just be like a ghost, on. like the old forum ghost, where you where you're yeah. just hanging around, but you, you yeah. don't really contribute. Haunting the outfield, that uh, sort of thing. Well, uh, so what is it? Top ten. Oh. You got it handy? Uh, I do. do you- I can probably tell you what it is. In no particular order. Ke- but, uh, memorized I, won't, I won't steal his thunder. Yeah. No, but do you have a like a top something? Because I'm ill-prepared for this. I've got a top one of this year. I do. I could probably make a whole episode out of it before oh, we get Ned okay. on for his top 1,000. Oh, Nadine Noodle, yeah. Because, I mean, that's that, that's a podcast episode right there. Just hmm. you guys doing your, your own top tens. I mean, really. Um, so from, we'll, we'll count down from 10 to one. I mean, obviously everyone, <laughs> everyone knows, uh, the, the one thing one. that I noticed before you even get started is that, um, there's a lot of thrash and a lot of prog. So yeah, that's a lot of syzygy. That, yeah. A lot of syzygy crossed with mind's uh, eye, you know. <laughs> just taking it back to the, you know, that, that, that first metal show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ripper experiment of existence, uh, yeah, a thrash band oh. from Chile who, uh, oh, sound a lot like um early sepultura status kind of fucking ripper yeah it's it's a fucking ripper of a record <laughs> uh fallujah's dreamless in at mm. number nine um really really good nowhere near as good as the fresh the flesh prevails uh but still a good release uh megadeth's dystopia at number eight that's had a lot of good rap mm-hmm. um man like honestly the best megadeth album like like pure thrash album probably since rust rust in peace like really like it's is that your favorite megadeth album Rust? Uh, well, I toss up between it's like you know picking your favorite claim the throne song, um, <laughs> but uh, it's no, it's still, uh, so, sometimes it's peace cells, fortress some, of death. Some, sometimes it's um, so far so good. Like yeah. yeah, any of those first four Megadeth albums are you know timeless, but but um, who's buying? But uh, yeah, but dystopia, yeah, a, a, a good return of form after Super Collider. Uh, Ancients, voice, voice of the Void. Oh yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Canadian band. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are across them. I've given it a brief listen. Yeah, like elements of Opeth and um, like sludge, Mastodon sort of sludge cool. stuff. And Sorry, what were they called? Ancients. Ancients. Two eyes. Okay. The two eyes oh. first. Maybe it's not. Oh, to be confused. Ancients. Yeah, it's like the I don't know why they do that. Maybe it's not to be confused with ancient. Oh, which a woman? <laughs> which? Yeah. Um, Vector's terminal redux at number six. Whoa, really, what really. Good. You guys I'm have been so going impressed. on about that. So uh, if if yeah, if there's any bands that Smitty and Discerny po- both um, toss their loads off over about, <laughs> yeah. it's worth listening to. So if you liked wait. Voivod, I guess you know Vector, like a modern, more aggressive version of Voivod. Um, Devin Townsend projects transcendence ah, at number five. Dug. I dug that too, man. The best everything in in a long, long time. Like yeah. I was the biggest Devin Townsend mark mm-hmm. uh, since I heard City, like shopping yeah. on City, and I loved everything he's done. Uh the last few things though, I think Ziltoid two, that um, something of cool, whatever it was Casualties. called, Casualties. Casualties of cool, and then there was a few others like Epic Cloud. I just thought it was shy. Mm. They it just really didn't grab me, and, and I thought, well, maybe I'm just over Devin Townsend. But then he he pulls this thing out, and it's like, fuck me, uh, really, yeah. really good. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That was cool. Cool tone too. 
I think you showed that, that to me as well. Or was that time? I mean, uh, probably time. Yeah. But the, um, the production on that is fucking lush too, man. It is huge. There was so much going on. Like that's a headphones album and a half. Did you watch the like little doc series, YouTube doc series, six episodes or something? No, I, I, I missed that. It's pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice little insight into that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, he's, he's certainly got the mind for it, man. Like, yeah. He's got the mind's eye for sure. Uh, nails, you'll never be one of us. Uh, nails in position? Or no, people? just just nails. Rag on about nails too, hey? Yeah. I mean, it was. I always thought it was like a hype thing and like they were just part of that new hardcore, like, you know, sound like Swedish death metal kind of like. To, and, and whilst they do have a bit of that in there, um, it's just a, a fantastic, fantastic record. I mean, there's been comparisons to Rain and Blood, which I think is unfair to both um, artists. But I can get, I, I get why it is because it's like 23 minutes or something ridiculous, like short, wow. sharp, fast. You know, bookended by two epic tracks, so it, it follows a similar kind of template to Rain and Blood. But yeah, super good, super aggressive. Um, yeah, it's like a fucking first shot of espresso in the morning, man. It's just gonna get you down. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, in at number three, War Drum, The Awakening. <laughs> You sound like you're hosting Full Metal Racket or something. I know, right? I know. Hey, you, are you, 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 you asked me to read the, man, the list, mate. I'm fucking glad that War Drum is there, especially in the top three. That's a we band played that I a found out. Song. I think we did, yeah. It was yeah. my album of the week a few weeks ago from it's, uh, Jim recommending it via you, I believe. Yeah, look, I mean, they come out of nowhere. I've only been listening to this for probably maybe a week before Jim recommended it to you. Like, they're only, they only just come on my radar. Thanks to that uh, unknown power metal on YouTube, okay. that, that, that uh, channel. Subscribe to it, man. There's a shitload of power metal. Not all of it's we'll good. put that in the show notes, uh, folks. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, really, really good. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, what is it with Greeks and power metal, man? They just they just know how to... Who else is there from Greece? Um, well, Sunburst was the band, another band um, that I... That I'd <laughs> Isn't that a lolly? Into. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Starburst. Oh, right. Starburst. But uh, it, so top three now, eh? Yeah. So so that That's was number three. Huge. So and that was surprised because most of these other albums have been with me for a, a lot longer. But uh, that one is just yeah. It's just, okay. I can't stop listening to it. Um, Revocation in number two. Great is our sin. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people thought I was going to vote that number one, especially Ooh. Jamie K. Shout out to Jamie K. So if they could um, have done anything to make your number one, what would it have been? Um, make Isan not release Arctis. I guess like <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like I just. <laughs> What could Dave Davidson have done better on that guitar of his? Oh, dude, Surely I mean, Revocation, like, I, I don't, I don't think there's any secret. Like, I'm a massive fucking fanboy of Revocation. Like, they're just awesome. And uh, my favorite band of this, of the last, you know, I don't know six or seven years. or Yeah, modern, I guess, modern <laughs> sort of, you know, definitely. Um, and there, they would have been number one. But um, as good as that was, I just thought your son's record was just... Um, it just took so many chances and, and got it right every time. Uh, so that's what mm. pipped it at the post. But again, this this the top three or four are almost you could almost they're interchangeable, man. Like it's tough. Yeah, like I, I thought this year was a bloody good year for metal uh, and agree, and just yeah. music Last in general. Year as well. Oh yeah, most years. But but no, like in particular, like I had a short list drawn up and it was like fifty. Of course, you take this shit <laughs> seriously, <laughs> don't you, mate? Uh, well, I take it seriously because. People listen to what I have to mm. say. You know, it matters. I to certainly them. do. I'm going to listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and uh, and yeah. So like, there was so much. I mean, when I look back on it, I was like, bloody hell, there was a lot of out, and a lot of it was good. You know. Mm. So so there you go. And uh, yeah, obviously, Sons Arctis at number one. Um, listen to it, podcasters. Oh man, uh, absolute legend. I could almost put thirty five dollars that Nettie Noodles number one <laughs> is going to be the same. Ah, big, massive, massive Isan fan. Mm. Massive Vortex fan also. Oh, totally. See, because Park for me, is Vortex, and I'll have Borknagger somewhere in my top 10. I don't yep. know if you've heard their new album, Winter Thrice. No. That's a, a bit of a ripper. Um, 
But a lot, uh, yeah, a lot more. Um, just sort of more a lot black more metal. mellow than okay. um, than, than his son stuff, and definitely no prog or anything going on. But I guess maybe. Lloyd, ma- shut your fucking. <laughs> but he, yeah, Neddy Noodle will speak for himself. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he'll probably listen to this, which is um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna destroy betting lines. It's very polite of you, Kappa. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd's Feet Studios. Yeah. Anyway, fucking oath, I'm gonna. Look at the show notes to this week's hashtag marketing, 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 and uh, check out that fucking top ten list. Stick it in my Apple Music because I'm a non-Spotify e. Apple I'm, Music, yeah, hey? I'm one of those fucking dudes. Still just sucking at Steve Jobs' teeth. Oh, it, it, who's the new guy? I don't even. know. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, because oh. I'll still suck it. Well, I think um, well, Steve Jobs had it laid out, didn't he? Have the like the next ten year plan for Apple laid out before his death? Yeah, the that his mother laid out for him, pretty much. Yeah. Too much signy. But yeah, I love it. I fucking love Apple Music. And uh, it doesn't have these cool things you're telling me about, but I'm just going to stick like to it. The recommended artists yeah. and playlists. And what I've listened to this year, because mm. basically it would only be uh, Bellacore and that's it. Yeah. So I suppose they don't need Good to. album though. The, <sighs> the new Bellacore. Fucking great album. Uh, and I mean, that's not really my go-to kind of style of metal generally mm-hmm. uh, but oh, I enjoyed it I thought it was a good album yeah, yeah and that is. bloody great performance uh, earlier this year at the uh, the Rosemount how are your ears after that one hmm the ears ripping oh I wear plugs I wear plugs man yeah, oh, I have yeah. done for bloody 15 years mate it's yeah, and I'll th- thank fuck I did because I'd be deaf by now yeah been in that many shows so it does I mean it's, it obviously doesn't sound as good same like when you're fucking a chick, you know, with a rubber. Like it, it doesn't feel as good. Like it's still good, but like it doesn't feel as good. And you, and you know, it could be better. But at the same time, it could be damaging if you didn't have it on there. So <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but no, bloody good gig. But have it you was said loud. that before. Sorry, have you said that to anyone before? <laughs> no, I was just off the cuff, man. Wow. I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I usually just wear earplugs, but <laughs> yeah, I can. I can start wearing frangers to gigs. <laughs> you should. You should start wearing frangers to I gigs. I do come sometimes if I'm seeing someone who's really fucking good. Yeah. Like Catatonia the other night, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Yeah. How were Cat? I, I wasn't at Catatonia. Uh, and man, listen to the last episode of the Claim Throne podcast if you <laughs> yeah. want to know. I won't waste uh, the yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. And yeah. it's online when I edit it and mm. put it on there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so by the, the by the time you're listening to this, it should have already been online. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah good point. <laughs> Yeah, so, so sorry to spoil it for the listeners that these podcasts um, aren't coming at you live. Um, well, they're they're coming. Yeah, they're they're, they're coming, you. but but like you know, I, I think sometimes people with podcasts like, they get this impression that they're live. Like, um, well, they are live in a sense, but they're not like you know they're li- like we're not you- editing the fucking things anymore, which no. is cool. It's all nothing's cut out. Well, yeah. you're not, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I had a mate. segment last week. Last week, like a few days ago, yeah. it was like Ash's fucking shit to buy off eBay before it runs out. And I haven't edited the podcast yet. And it, bargains with Ash. The bargains will probably be Bangers not online Ash. anymore mm. by the time it comes out. So a little bit of a hitch in their matrix there. Mm. Still interesting nonetheless. You know what to look out for. Yeah. I'm obsessed, man. Mm. With eBay? <sighs> with, with the hunting of bargains, mm. you know, stuff that I'd... Never knew I needed it, whether or not I buy it. That's the thing is I don't necessarily buy it, but goddamn, I learn a lot of shit about stuff that just fucking doesn't even matter. Yeah, okay. it matters to me. 
It matters to you. That's what that's what matters. Well, is this like music gear related sort of stuff? Or totally like, yeah. no, not not recording gear, instruments. Okay. So like I've got this um, back in the day, two thousand and five. Mm. I bought this uh, Yamaha custom maple kit. Right. Still use it. You would have seen it. The blue, the blue bad boy. Mm-hmm. Massive kick drum. All these toms. Don't use half of them at the gig. And then today I'm looking at it. I'm like. There's fucking rust on those rims. How am I going to clean that rust? So I start looking up how to clean it. And then I'm like, you know what? If I clean this up, I could probably sell it. I wonder what's out there. And then I just rabbit hole. Yeah. Just, just dive into it. Yeah. So now my my latest thing just from this morning is buying a Yamaha recording custom from the 80s. Uh, or even even up until they stopped being made in Japan. But uh, yeah, got a bunch of sights set on a few things. But... Yeah, people overvalue their musical equipment at this time, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, there's many rabbit holes out there and I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Being a vocalist must be... You obsessed with any microphones in particular? Um, Maybe if I was performing on, on a more regular basis, but these days it's, you know... It's, what it's, about recording? It's just cameos and um and nine-foot gigs, um, which is few and far between. We didn't, play, didn't even play a gig this year um oh, at all so you know well i mean the, the year's not over there could be a gig between now and then who knows when we might pop up but uh we're not going to um <laughs> I'm, I'm not that obsessed with you no i never have been like a, maybe if i'd i'd kept on um in like a touring band or, or you know like you know not sort of stopped being in bands sort of full time i may have invested in like some cool wireless mics or some sort of in-ear system yeah. or something like that um because i do see them a lot that they do look pretty cool and that freedom of not having the the cable. What um, about the singing though? Like, well, I, I don't really sing. Well, per se. I mean, if if if, 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 if anyone's witnessed me live, they could probably uh, attest to the fact that I I can't actually sing. But yeah, because <laughs> I reckon that must be so hard to not like. With a guitar, you're standing in front of your cab. With a drum kit, you're sitting in front of the thing. You know. Yeah, yeah it's 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 there. Like you've got to be in front of a wedge to hear yourself, or else you're like. Yeah, it's like no trying to, sound like trying back to play with a blindfold, I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty it. much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of shows where I've just just had to wing it and yeah. trust in myself to know that I'm, I can do whatever I'm, you know, mm. I can deliver. It's not, but I'm not, it's not like I'm doing super singy stuff anyway, you know, other than, you know, like a dumb falsetto here and there. But um, Speak for yourself, mate. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it'd be nice to have, but... I, Mostly playing gigs in Perth, you just come to expect it, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a few good venues, but a lot of them aren't that aren't that flash. But you just make the best of it, you know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's it's just metal. So you reckon you would <laughs> just metal? Mm. <laughs> metal is metal. Yeah, metal <laughs> is metal. Um, do you reckon that if you had in ears, though, you might be more adventurous, so to speak, on stage, pitch wise and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I probably would try a few more things. You'd have that confidence thing. It's not going to you know turn it badly um yeah for sure yeah but i don't play enough to justify it like the expense of it yeah. anymore but yeah i think had i have stuck with it um i probably would have you know got got some good gear got a cool wireless mic and all that sort of shit uh, yeah it is funny because like i'm a gearhead mm. but playing live i've come to just like care less and less about my live rig yeah, it's more about just for me. It's like a selfish thing. Yeah, because it'll be sitting in my bedroom, ready for me to get home from work and have a cup of coffee and a beer, and, and at the same play. time, coffee and beer at the same time. Totally. Yeah. If you were talking about a, a collab, yeah, between uh, Eagle Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eagle Bay. Shout out to Main Liquor. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. they do good work. Yeah, because I was just going to say you can combine the two, man. There's plenty of uh, beers with uh, with coffee in them. Damn straight, mm, and they and they're delightful. Top three, 
what beers with coffee in them. Yeah. Um. Jesus. Uh, I wish I'd have known that off the top of my head. Well, that Eagle Bay <laughs> Eagle Bay collab uh, recently that Forest Through Trees is really really good. Um. Oh, I can't even think. Honestly. Uh, I don't, that's good I, enough. I, I, if I anyone I, can get hold of a bottle of that, that's yeah, nice yeah. That's stuff. a fantastic beer. There, there is there's plenty. Um. Generally, if there's like a some sort of coffee infused porter, it's going to be pretty good. Um. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's my recommendation oh. to anyone uh, out there. Do they only sell that at Main Liquor, and that's it? That particular one. Oh, you can get it at Eagle Bay. Uh, oh, if you're in Dunsborough, of course. Um, Dunsborough. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Because it's Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can buy the other Eagle Bay products wherever at most bottleos. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, you you just go to Main Liquor. But why wouldn't you want to go to Main Liquor? I mean, it's it's a bloody absolute mecca for craft beer. I've never been there, but it's on my to do list. It's and it's not just beers. They got like awesome. Um, like whiskeys and bourbons and vodkas mm. and, you know, no wine. Like, they've got wine, but wine's not their thing. So, you know, you get a decent bottle of red or white, but, yeah. They've got, like, two or three hundred fucking beers, man. So, you... It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Who's your favourite vocalist of all time? <laughs> Shut up. Um, Man, I'm going to... Jeez, it's a toss-up. But, um, oh, Bruce Dickinson... I, I just I just throw it out there, and I know not everyone loves Bruce Dickens. I just think it is a total package, you know. And he can like fence and fly a plane and shit as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, his stage fence, bre- like ring lock fence or uh, fences like in the, as in like okay. the the stabby one, yeah, like um, bond. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think Bruce honestly, um, you know, I I I, I love Iron Maiden, um, but I and and Bruce's solo stuff, yeah, um, the Chemical Wedding, Chemical Wedding specifically, um. <sighs> Real, real good. Uh, but yeah, you I just give think me a stiff, Smitty. <laughs> I've I've had a fucking half chub all bloody uh, all bloody <laughs> podcast to be honest. No, I think Bruce Brucey wins it for me. Just I mean, it, even now today, he's still running around the stage like he's fucking twenty years old. Like it's insane. Uh, and and he's storytelling before the songs. You know, it's just yeah, second and I, I'd say Bruce Dickinson, honestly. So you and wanna... he's the one that inspired me to to want to do it. Like actually get up on stage. Awesome. Yeah. When you go to watch a band, you want a vocalist that is the full package, I guess, that does talk between songs, for example. Yeah. You want a little bit of an intro, a bit well, of a banter. Look, I, I know I said I was going to plug my own shit and blow my horn, but anyone seen me on stage, I think I'm one of the better oh. front men in Perth. <laughs> like, no, you, I, and, I, and, I, and I say that, like, you know, like, completely, like, straight shoot. I'm, I'm shooting, like, I, I reckon I am. Well, you don't um, want to get on stage thinking you're shit, so. No, and well, that, and that, that, that's part of the, the stage thing as is, is well. Like, before I go on stage, I've got this, like, you know, I'm the fucking best front man in Perth like fuck all these other cunts you know but then that gives you the you know the impetus to go out there and, and do it but um no so I, I, I I've got to expect a pretty high level and so yeah like if, if guys go out there and stare at their shoes or don't even talk they're I'm, white shoes yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh, I might go easier on them if they've got white high tops but yeah I, I expect I expect uh, solid banter between songs I expect a, a level of movement and interactivity with the fans and what obviously if it's like to... funeral doom and it's all part of the set to not talk to not grim. talk um yeah doom bands i guess is a bit of a different thing but that's not really my bag i do like some doom but i prefer more high energy stuff so yeah i mean if that's if it's doom yeah like obviously you're not going to be like throwing the horns and jumping around but if you're bringing some sort of intensity to it you know um, like the shit that like Portal do. I mean, it's mm. not necessarily Doom, but it's quite sort of dense and it's not high energy kind of music, but they sort of bring a, a different kind of presence by the fact that they don't move that much. And it's, you know, so when they do 
you know, he puts his arms up. That's big because he hasn't done fuck all. And then he, you know, puts he puts one arm up. It's like holy shit, you know. Like so, um, <laughs> he's moving. Yeah, he's moving. So no, but yeah, generally, I, I want good banter. I want you know, obviously, ability to perform it, whether or not you're death growling or singing or whatever it might be. Uh, and yeah, like good good stage moves, man. Like bring it. But I'd agree with that. There's not many people in Perth who could be on stage with a three piece band without having an instrument themselves because usually a three-piece suite, you know the singer would be playing guitar or vox or something yeah. and um yeah still kick a crowd into gear especially with pretty short songs and all of that sort of business so <laughs> yeah so you got a whole half a stage to work with yeah so don't well, knock over paulie cattrall i guess yeah yeah Which, or knock him over yeah yeah he's been punched in the nose yeah he tread on his shitty white shoes he, he can take it is uh, he a shark and someone was trying to defend themselves He's a bunch of in the nose, yeah. shark. Yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, though, of, of all the people you're going to hit, like, he's the most gentle soul. He's got the <laughs> kindest eyes you've ever seen. Like, <laughs> you know, like... You're listening to Love FM with yeah. Claire Yeah, but, like, you... Of all the people to hit, why would you hit that guy? Like, that that bloke from Adelaide must be some sort of Kante. Like, really, just... If you were going to hit one person, who would it be? Oh, man... Man. That's oh. the, it's, it's, man. The, the, there's, there's there's too many to choose from. I'm not gonna no, okay. I'm not gonna name nah, names cool, on this podcast, cool. man. But there's right. plenty of people I would like to fucking yock. But you know, I'm not gonna t- <laughs> I'm not gonna do that because I'm a lover, not a fighter, man. Good on you. Yeah. So what are um, some Aussie bands that are getting you um, testing your trouser at the moment, getting you excited? Any any standouts? Uh, yeah, one pretty recent. I don't even know how to pronounce their name. Properly, um, so claim the throne. It's called. Yeah, claim. <laughs> yeah. I'm just joshing with you. I, I thought it was claim the thrones, like oh. plural. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um. Game of Bones. Now, how do you pronounce it? Um. Mashiak, Mashiak, or something like that. It's. Um. They sort of play like a. I guess a. It's like a modern sort of contemporary sort of thrash. Um. Like your silosisy. Uh, kind of style, you know that, that they're really, really good, but I don't know how to pronounce their name. <laughs> you love music, hey? I it's it's it, music can craft beer, man. Honestly. You are the Encarta ninety five of music and yeah. craft beer. Yeah, complete That's with sound crazy. effects. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I'm trying to find them on on my phone desperately as we as we go through this, but um, we'll put it in the links below. Um, <laughs> <laughs> will we? Yeah, <laughs> Cabo will. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, but yeah, no, they're they're really good. It's yeah, that modern sort of thrash thing. Um, that they stood out. I mean, the, the new Bellacore is pretty good, but I mean, mm. they're, they're they're pretty well known now. I think they got a they got a yeah. decent following, so that's not going to be a shock to anyone. Um, that, that you know they're up there. Um, new super highest. Mm. Yeah, I I've no, I was never a fan of Super Heist, uh, you know, in their heyday, and I, I I haven't even heard their new stuff to be honest. But then it was it was yeah, that was never, I was never like the new metal kid. Like I never, you know, I mean, we come up in the new metal scene, um, but it's you know that was always there was when you talked about like um segregation stuff. There was definitely a segregation oh. between like in, in in Perth at least through like the old school sort of traditional metal bands versus. You know your heavyweight champs, your carnivals. You, you know, like there, there was that kind of divide, mm, and I know a lot of the promoters was. around town didn't want to book the old metal stuff because this new metal thing was what all the kids were liking, and that. Mm. So there certainly was a bit of a divide there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have. I mean, I don't. I'd try to embrace all types of metal and music, like at least give it a crack. And you know, is there something in there I can like about it? But there are certain genres where I, it just doesn't like. And new metal's one of them where it just doesn't. There's nothing in there for me. I don't know. Like it's just, it just doesn't excite me at all. You've obviously never heard Test Eagles in their prime. But uh, yeah, 
Um, turn what, it up or turn that shit yeah, up. Or nocturnal. Or nocturnal. What What is something that might surprise surprise me and Cabba with something that you listen to on the reg? Um, I don't know. Some uh, some electronica stuff, maybe. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Guys like Flying Lotus and uh, Square Pusher and Aphex and that. I I I dig the shit out of uh, those guys. A uh, guy um got on uh, Bibio as well. He was like a electro sort of dude. Played some acoustic guitar and some other things as well, like sort of like your Gautier kind of guys, where they just, you know, it's just one man and they just bring in all these different influences and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sort of things. I think you'd be surprised. At, I, I dig, you know, like I'm not surprised because you've got an answer for everything. I like it. <laughs> one of the reasons you're on here. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me this. I've cut the crap. Yeah. New, new Metallica, good or bad? Um, there's not in the top ten. Well, I mean, so that 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 would tell you straight away. Uh, no, uh, I th- oh, there's there's some good songs and a few redeeming riffs in some of the others, but uh, it'd make a great EP. Better or worse than Death Magnetic? I think um, it's worse because it feels bloated. Whereas at least Death oh. Magnetic, the majority of Death Magnetic was pretty good to passable. Whereas this has got four. Admittedly, really great songs. Which ones? Um, the thrashier ones. I think most of the first CD yeah. is is pretty solid, and then the closing track to the album that spit out the bone is by far the best song they've written in probably the last. Do you 10, own it? 15. Yeah, I, I bought it because it's it's Metallica. I mean, I'm a, like they were one of the bands that you know you start with, you know. So I, I'm still going to buy it and I'm going to listen to it, and you know. But um, yeah, I think there was yeah four really great songs, and then just a bunch of average ones, and some of them are. Borderline terrible, mm. but the production's a lot better. It's not brick wall. That's it. That, because that's the whole thing with Death yeah. Magnetic. Is like there's some real good stuff on there, but you can't take it past you know medium volume because it's just like you know that that compression is just everything's brick walled and it, it's clipping like hell. Mm. It's distracting to the point of distraction. Like I can't, there's certain I, I can't listen to it like because all I can hear, especially you, yourself, Ash has been you know twiddling the knobs, you know, um, <laughs> all the time, and and and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and mixing bands. <laughs> But um, no, like you must hear that and just go, oh, and shudder at like, how did they put that Death Magnetic out and think that it was good? <sighs> I saw Unforgiven 3 on the track listing and went, how can you put that out? Yeah. You know what? And I really like Unforgiven 2. Really? Yeah, I really do. I think it's a cool song. I think it's clever. Lyrical wise. Yeah, uh, like that because it ties it back in yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I, I, I do enjoy a good wordplay. Lame, but. They no, easily, I like a good wordplay. They easily could have called it something else, but the song itself is is pretty good. But I I found that Metallica used to try and return to form too hard, you know, mm. like they they just tried too hard to do that. Um, whereas I, I liked their meandering into things. What do you do if you've released, you know, the most successful album you've ever done? It was a lot different to what you've done before in the Black Album. Mm. Tour the world for three or four years straight. Yeah, yeah. You're all fucking alcos. You don't even know what is happening anymore. How the fuck do you write an album after that? Yeah. Because I think of how little I progress at drums when we're real heavy in the gigging phase. Just imagine three years of that and you like wake up and you're like, all right, 10 kilos heavier. I feel fucking shit. I need to clean my teeth. I got a massive headache. Yeah. And I'm no better at my instrument than I was three years ago. In fact, you might even be worse. Exactly. Yeah. Really tight at the same old shit. Yeah. But it's the same old shit, you mm. know? So, what? where do you go from there? And that's, that's what load is, you know? Yeah. 
And that's what um, Garage Oink is. Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think... It's um, pronounced ints. No, that's that, that's a good way of looking at it, man. So and, it's tough. And, and yeah, and like hindsight as well is probably you know because at the time it, I remember like you know until it sleeps come out it was so hotly anticipated and mm. everyone heard it and was like, oh, like you know it was it wasn't expected and I think with time you, uh, people have grown to appreciate them. There were some people that love it, like some some mm. guys. It's like that's their favorite mm. period of Metallica. I listening back to it, it's yeah, it's it's grown like it's a, it's been a slow burner, but um, you'll love yeah. it in twenty years time. Yeah. You know, like there's there's some real killer tracks in there. What's what's that? Man, the Outlaw Torn Rules. Um <laughs> What a song. Yeah, that two by four or whatever I used to dig. Um I like Hero of the Day, even though it was the single. Yeah. I actually hated it when yeah. Hey Hey It's Saturday played it as the new Metallica. Yeah. I thought, what is this? You <laughs> Daryl, you can't <laughs> like, introduce yeah. this. Like you know, it has you screaming for the days of Dicky Knee and Ozzy Ostrich. Yeah. But um, you know, and bloody and bloody what was it? Chook Lotto or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, but the fact that <laughs> it was like, the, the fact that fuck it the fact that it was on Hey Hey it's Saturday probably summed it up too. It was like if Hey Hey were playing yeah, this along with um, Babylon Zoo's Spaceman. Oh jeez, you can't you can't go past that. Anyway, fast forward. Uh, James Hetfield was on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day, uh-huh. and I had a bit of a squizzy at that. And um, yeah, interesting just to hear him chat in a setting where he's not like trying to push anything or anything like that like so is this a recent just a ch- this so this is, is the most recent Joe Rogan I listened to it yesterday okay. yeah mm. so so he wasn't flogging the album I, I suppose uh, the reason that Joe Rogan had him on was because they've just released course, an album on but, a press tour yeah but um but he yeah, wasn't he, he wasn't on the plug no no and he he sort of talked about the Napster thing it was very interesting to hear in this you know 10 15 years on I can't remember how long ago that was so did it have an impact where we are today you reckon the moves they made oh no not at all i don't think it did fuck all but it is interesting to hear him talk about it because you know lars cop the brunt of that but now they're embracing your spotify's and stuff they're they're definitely on it is apple music that they're on they're probably on spotify Spotify because the singles were coming out as yeah he gives a he he gives a bit of insight into it's like he's still got the same mindset as back then and they bring up a few things Talks about bees for a solid hour and a half. So hashtag really? Oliver Seuss. It's a it's pretty interesting. Shit, I'm excited. Um, but it, it, what's funny is it made me listen to the album again mm. because I dismissed it. Atlas Rise, and I'm like, I wonder what the song's called. Oh, it's Atlas Rise. Okay, mm. cool. Like a moth to the flame. Oh, moth mm. to the flame. Cool. Yeah. You know, like yeah. every song is just the name. You're just waiting for him to just say the words. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it too much. But yeah. then I re-listened to it a few months on or month on or whatever. It's mm. not bad. Yeah. yeah there's, like like said, it's not bad. I dismissed it at first. Yeah. I think the, the song, the song, like I liked the, the thrashier song. Like that very, that very first single was like, it's like pure kill them all sort of like, mm. in, in a modern guise, but it's that simplistic Damn. early thrash thing. Yeah. Like that yeah. was cool. But yeah. And some of the, like some of the slower, more meandering songs, there's one that's almost like a sad but true part two, like it's that heavy riff, and that's not bad. And there's some cool riffs and ideas in a lot of the art. Like I'll give it, nearly every song has an awesome intro. Metallica can write a yeah. fucking intro to a song, but then it'll kind of stop and then it'll go to another. I was riff finding and... every song just was the same tempo and the same well, that's, beat well, well, and that, the same. Well, that, that's the weird thing. Like the, over it most of the first disc is is the better half, of it, and then a lot of the second disc is those just. 
you know, four on the floor kind of things, like pretty standard kind of slow groove um, songs. And it's weird the way they, they, they structured that album. I think if they had to intersperse the, the thrashier tracks between, it mm, might have made yeah. for a, a better, more even listening experience. But the fact they put like three bangers in a row, then like eh, a few weird ones, and then right at the end they give you like a you know the best track. It's just, it's an odd way of structuring an album slightly. And I don't know why they put it over two CDs because it's it's just on eighty minutes, so it could have fit into one disc. They could have, yeah, definitely. I, do, I don't I don't understand what what the what the I think was a there. CD seventy nine minutes. Seventy nine. Okay. Yeah, well, but, then, well, but, then, well then, cull the song like because honestly, some one of those seven minute grooves probably could have been six minutes. You know, like it, it, it totally. Was, yeah, but but that raises a fucking interesting point. We're all on streaming services, right? Mm. And you bring up disc two, disc two, and here's me nodding, nodding, nodding. Yeah, like I knew there was a second disc. I had no fucking idea yeah. because I've only got the streaming thing. Yeah, so, you, so yeah. I didn't know it was a. Is it a double album or is it like no, one album it's, plus it's, a couple? It's two. Well, it's two CDs. But deluxe like, like, CD? What is it? No, no. Well, it, I, well, I got the deluxe edition because it, the third CD that they released with it oh, shit. has has. I sh- wonder how did they do a vinyl yeah, with this ha- much it, fucking music? Has a shitload of like um, live tracks and st- and like in, which one? My oh, I wouldn't mind hearing like a lot of the covers they did on Garage Ints. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they. Um, <laughs> They, they they got live versions like Bread Fan and shit yeah, and like okay, okay that'd be cool. right to listen to yeah. um but yeah so it, it is two CDs disc one disc two but it's not like it, it yeah. like it almost didn't need to be a double and there's not some sort of like doesn't feel like there's any kind of concept behind it or anything like that that you know would warrant a two CD thing but like, again it's I mean I've mostly listened to it haven't said I've mostly listened to it digitally. You, you know what so I mean? Like I've only given though. it one, one or two spins on the actual CDs. Like I know, um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, bring it to me, give me an album. Rumors, 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 rumors. Of course, rumors. So a song was culled off rumors because it wouldn't fit on the vinyl. Ramirez, Ramirez. Mm. It would not fit on side A or B of Ramirez. So they had to fuck it off. And whoever it was, Stevie Nicks was bawling her eyes out. Oh, that was my song. Because back in those days, it was real big about the royalties and all that bullshit. Yeah, because they were really like that. You know, there were bands that were like, that was a Stevie song. That was a whatever song. Yeah. yeah, like that, yeah. That, and, they, and they were definitely, you could almost hear that because the songs were quite of quite Totally. Different. And it's, it's we're talking, is it 22 minutes aside? Is that vinyl? Think so. If I was less drunk, I'd tell you. Exactly, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not 100. Let's call it 22 minutes aside, right? And then CD comes out, and you got you got 79 minutes to play with. And um, yeah, why bust over to fucking eighty three minutes or something? If you got a shit song on there, just cull it off. But then yeah. here's me thinking, well, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. We're on streaming, buddy, and that's what I listen to it on. Mm. So I don't care if you. If you can have a two-hour song, one song goes for two hours, you yeah. can do it these days. Mm. You know that um, Iron Butterfly song, that longest... In Ga- Gutta Vida. Yeah, yeah. No. Longest fucking single in history. They cut it down and it was still the longest fucking single yeah. in history. And um, the reason they cut it down again was format-based. So... Oh, for the single of the... Yeah. the, the um, what, are they, the, what are they called? The, the small... the small. I'm not across vinyl. All not, that shit. Yeah. Or, or even if it was just for the TV release. Like, there's yeah. all these, like, constraints on media. And it's all about... It's such a weird thing to think about. Like, your art is constricted by storage. Mm. Like, when you're a painter and you see the size of an actual painting and it's a fucking massive. Yeah. But if you picked a small canvas to start with, 
you you're aware. Oh, I guess that's actually improved my own point. No, no, you're no, kind no. of aware of your own limitations. Well, and when you, you, start. You, you you've set your limitations there. You've said, well, that's as big as this piece is going to be. Yeah, because that that that's the canvas you're working on. Yeah, you know, so you've you've selected it as opposed to it being selected for you because that's just what's available. You know. Yes. Um, but it's funny that Metallica would go to a second CD mm. if it wasn't that much longer. Yeah, look, let's see, because I think it only just tips over at like eighty. You know, like 81, 82 minutes. I don't know the exact run time, but I mean, it's it's, it's not interesting, eh? It's yeah, and it's so it's it was curious to me that, that they'd bothered with it. But hey, what do you? Yeah, yeah. What I would like to know about it, if you have a song that goes for two hours, yeah. for example, on on a streaming service, when does it count as a play? Is it a That's, percentage or is it a? You'll have to ask Bobby Osinski about I'll that ask, one. Um, Google dot com about that probably. Yeah, I'm gonna piss live. Same as YouTube, I guess. You know, when does it count as a play? Yeah. But, um, well, I, I don't know. When when does it count as a play? Like, is it like know. a few seconds in? Actually, I have no idea, to be honest. I don't know if it's a percentage or, or whatever. So, I know a fucking long song. I know with um, Bandcamp, like when we did the right score, we released it on Bandcamp because um, we didn't bother with the physical release because, you know, 2016 or 2014, 15, whenever it was. Um, but, like, it would give you statistics of like how long it had been listened to like each song so it'd like it'd give you like red was like heard it for a couple of seconds and went nah and then yellow was like oh, i gave it about halfway and then green was like someone actually listened to it from start to finish cool so then so, you'd, you'd know when people are getting bored or well i, I thought that was a, like for the analytics that was fantastic like if you want to get that deep into it you, and, play, yeah. you know and go okay well like everyone's switching off at this point in this song at that time so what do, what do we do there like what, you know not I mean, you know, you should write music for yourself first and foremost. But I mean, if you're really looking to make it big, that that'd be a pretty good tool to have and go. Well, everyone's like, a large percentage of people aren't sticking around. So what are we doing there? That's like turning people off. Is it is it is it just a case it was bad songwriting in that point? Like it's just it's not grabbing people or yeah. Yeah. totally. No, it's interesting. And there's a lot of stuff like that out there now. Tools available, which is is cool. Yeah, like well, on kind of, YouTube gives you your map or whatever of where you where you you know where your streams are, like where people are streaming it into and stuff. Where is um, Nine Foot out at the moment in terms of that? Do you guys have some releases? Uh, we've got nothing other than a few dodgy um, YouTube uh, sort of bits and pieces, live footage, which I think is, is us at our best. I mean, I think a recorded Nine Foot won't be the same. I mean, judging by the pre pros I mean, they make us laugh, but honestly, uh, you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's a live arena where we're at. So, yeah, well, there's some live stuff people can check out on YouTube if they want, but, you know. You ever thought about doing a live Recording? Oh, I'd be keen for it. I to, think that's the way to, to go. To, to capture what what we do, I think. You know, it's going to be sloppy as all shit, but then that's 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 the good representation of what we are live. And I think it would, it, it'd give it something. Um, the only issue, uh, yeah, it'd have to be almost like a live gig though, as opposed to It like, would have to be. Like it wouldn't be like one of those live in the studio things because- the whole there's idea. No banter then. It does, the, and there's no crowd interaction because that, that's mm-hmm. you know like someone will say something or you'll see something in the crowd, and then you can riff on it, much like a comedian would do. Like yeah, you know, yeah. a comedian wouldn't record in a studio. I mean, that I think they did some of them in the old days. Would record bits, you know, and they'd release them on vinyl and but stuff. They're bits. But you yeah, just they're, said it. yeah, they're bits. It's a bit yeah, it's a, it's a bit. It's not like a spontaneous kind mm. of you know awesome bit of banter. What is the band who did? Some live tracks at the raffles, probably lots of bands. There was a Perth band and they released, maybe they released a few songs or a single and they had two or three songs live at the raffles. I can't think live of it at off the, the top raffles. of my head. Shit. 
Possibly a new metal band. Yeah, if it's new metal, possibly mate, you, heavyweight champ. Actually, might have been heavyweight champ. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to. You'd have. You're going to start. Oh, new metal's not my forte, brother. So I and know. it's tough because um, I was talking to this with uh, talking to this talking to Jesse about this today. Is that we're not claim the throne? That's a loud piss. Jeez, <laughs> sheesh. What's what's he packing down there? Is it like a fucking? He has. At least a four-inch four. Yeah. But is it like like a chode? So that's where we're getting that like gush, that deluge of urine? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll actually go back before the conversation we had. I was yeah. online looking at... Uh, do you know Steve Albini? No, I'm not familiar with Steve uh, Albini. Nirvana in utero. Okay. So you go from Nevermind. Yep. AKA Nirvana's Black Album. Sure. To In Utero, AKA Nirvana's Load. Yeah. And they went with a dude called Steve Albini from Chicago who's not interested in being a producer. I'm going to charge a set fee. I don't want royalties off your album. I'm just going to record you and I'm going to make it sound like the band, right? Mm. But we're going to do it. Back then, you sort of had to be analog, but even today, he holds this same thing. Yeah. We're going to do it to tape, we're going to do it as a band. And uh, there's no fucking editing bullshit. There, there will be, you know, necessarily punch-ins and things like that. But yeah. you do it and you do your shit or you fucking get out. And when I hear live recording, that's what I hear. Mm. It's like it's like bands that know their shit can pull it off live. Yeah. Or even if they can't, they're happy because that's part of the performance. Yeah. That's what they do. And a lot of a lot of metal bands can't really do that live, or they do it and they do lots of overdubs. They play to a click and then they overdub guitars and shit after the fact. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. So, when does it cease to be a live performance? Totally, you know what I mean. Totally. There's got to be a line somewhere where, like, well, now you're just fucking miming. You may as well be on top of the pops, like you know what I mean. Like you're not even yeah. pl- you're not even really playing. And that's what I think of when I think of like Nine Foot. Yeah, you could get in there and do it as a band. That's cool. But part of it, as you say, is that banter, is that interaction. Mm. And um, do you remember the band that released a single or an EP or something with a couple of tracks live at Raffles? Like an actual release? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I I don't know. Maybe it was even Carnival or something. So it was Coloured? Either way, I think Uh, that's the way to do it. Legit mm. live. Like not just live in the room because lots of bands do that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a thought of that. There was also another thought of doing, um, like, recording it, like, you know, traditionally, I guess. Uh, but then doing, like, something like this, where we just banter for several hours, and then we can just chop and use, instead of, you know, instead of sample, you know, a lot of grindcore stuff has samples in between. So, instead of the samples, it'll just be the banter with, like, me, Drew, and Paulie. That's a cool idea. And, and so, there'll be, like, banter interspersed between the songs. So, it's almost like you're at... Like a live show, but it's like super produced. But like, you know, like just to give it like a, a different kind, you know. Different like kind of a Derek and Clive setup. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sort of vibe. Wicked idea. I like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so in a room Dibs, full of people. by the way, like Claim the Throne, please yeah. don't do it. <laughs> in a room full of people, if we could trade places with, um, <laughs> with Drew that. and Paulie and this device here and these couple of mics, mm. why, why isn't this happening already? Just fucking... Let's fucking do it. Just do the banter thing. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, we've got more of a chance of getting a banter banter session done than, than any actual music. <laughs> so. Just release that. Just release banter? Like, don't even release music? Like, well, re- 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 release bit of both. An, bit of both. Re- re- release an album of banter. We're well over uh, curfew. 
Really? Pretty sure. So um, let's get wrapping things up. Okay. All right. Album of the week, Smitty. Uh, What's been? We've got your ten biscuit? albums of his year. Well, yeah, yeah that's that, that, that's that's the list right there. Smash that. Tell us about the new Ranger. Ranger Speed and Violence. <laughs> uh, it's called. And uh, good title. Yeah. Uh, just listen to it. Uh, just like Google, like Google it, YouTube it, whatever you're doing out there in podcast land. Uh, Ranger Speed and Violence. They wear white shoes, like the whitest you could find. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. Do but, they have their own range of thrash shoes? Like, if you're a th- they should. thrasher, where do you buy your shoes from? Yeah, well, I buy my shoes, well, um, Nike, I guess, for, for me, mm. you know. Nike.com? But, uh, there's, like, Foot Locker and Highs and Lows, and there's plenty of sh- stores that sell, like, you know, kicks, like, dope kicks, yo. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Either that or <sighs> online, for those of you that... But I, I'm, I'm a bit dubious about buying shoes. You've you got to be able to put your feet in them first, because they've got to be comfortable. I'm, I'm taking the piss. We're getting, taking that way too yeah. seriously. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. You asked me a question, mate. I'm anyway, going to answer we'll, it. We'll definitely look up the new Ranger. Yes, Ranger Speed and Violence. Can you sell yourself to the people? Tell us what you have done musically and what you're currently doing, and uh, how the fuck people will get in touch with you if they want to know what metal to listen to what, what and metal? what else you're good for. Yeah. Um, well... Four-part question. Yeah, I know. Again, with these bloody loaded questions, man, of all sorts. I've got to, like, tackle right, my who ball. who are you? What have you done, I'm metal-wise? Ryan, Ryan Smith, Smitty to most. Um, Scourge, oh, Nine-Foot Super Soldier. Scourge, Nine-Foot Super Soldier, yeah. I mean, they're the two main bands. There are other, you know, bands in between. Do you find those things on Facebook? Is that the best uh, way? Nine-Foot Super Soldier and Scourge both have presences on, uh, on the Facebooks. Uh, there's also Riot Squad. Uh, again, that's a face Facebook thing. Of course. Um, Riot Squad's a sort of studio project between myself and uh, Mark Boyan of Voyager, Vespers Descent, and Sintony Fame. Um, we're hoping to do something next year, uh, so that should be really, really good. Uh, but yeah, Nine Foot uh, in terms of live performances, they're few and far between, but the banter is strong, so uh, <laughs> that's good. And Scourge, Scourge Australia, I think it is on Facebook. That's more of just a historical, you know, sort of look back. Uh, at a band that existed from 2000 to 2004, um, and a brief appearance uh, in July 2015, and yeah, that's th- that's me. I don't know. Find me on Facebook, whatever. Cool man. Ryan what do people search? Smitty. Yeah, search Smitty. Brian Smith. The, the, I'm I'm sure you guys will post the uh, post the links. I'm, I'm across yeah, all social will. medias, mate. But honestly, I don't take it too seriously. So it's all good. Head to claimthethrone.com slash Smitty S M I T T Y, and we'll have the show notes for this episode at that very address. An address I'd never thought we would have, so that is good. And um, if you have any song recommendations we can play that you have been involved in before or other. Uh, to close out the show. Oh, to close out the show. Mm. Um, yeah, just chuck on uh, a bit of Right Squad, I guess. Mm.